Wow, have you guys seen the news? That sure was crazy. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that we recorded this on Tuesday night and not Monday evening, because, boy, as of Monday evening, things sure were boring. Anyway, Ian, did you catch the news today, Tuesday? Yeah, today on Tuesday, uh, September 6th. Yeah, day to yeah, go was, down in history. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I mean... I personally wouldn't have made those remarks, but, you know, I guess he was free to do as he wished. No one could stop him, unfortunately. Yeah. Constitutional loophole. Brendan is president now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> making Let's Go Brendan stickers that I'm going to give out to people. Uh, <laughs> this insane and evil bit that maybe 10 people around the world will truly appreciate that I interact with in person yeah for sure for sure anyway i think that's enough said on the the crazy events of the news my topical intro out of the way now how are you um i'm good i've been good not much has happened to me it's been a boring week yeah my week well i've had an interesting week right it's been fun i've been hanging out with friends but like it's not interesting in a way that's fun to talk about on a podcast right like it's it's not been like a content week. Yeah, it's like I, I I hung out with my friends over the weekend to celebrate Izzy and another friend's birthday, and we played D&D. So like, it was very fun. I was having a grand old time, but not really much to talk about. I'm not going to give you guys a play-by-play. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yep. So yeah, it's been, it's been a nice, a chill week, which I think we deserve that after all of the excitement that is taking place. After everything. Yeah, after everything. After all the news. Um, After all the crazy news today, I think we need just a little time to relax. Yeah, and so we're going to take it slow. We are going to, I think up front, we should probably talk about the Nostalgia Critic video. I didn't like it, but... I did not enjoy it. Oh boy. This is the first time I've had like actual feelings while watching a Doug video in a while. So I guess in that way, it was refreshing. In a very long time. Um, This was his review of Congo. Yes, which I knew uh, nothing about. Yeah, I I don't think I had ever heard of this movie prior to this. Um, this was it's... from November 4th, 2009. Yeah, so wowza. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we've got uh, quite a bit going on here. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be on. So the first bit, he decides to just make faces and monkey noises. And subtitles show up, and at first uh-huh. I thought, oh god. I thought it was going to be the whole episode as well. And somehow, I think that would have been better than what we got. Uh, we say that. Do you remember the silent episode? The silent episode was pretty brutal. I, it's the first time I've had to just look at a Doug video the whole way through. It was terrible. But, yeah, so he discusses Congo, which appears to just be like a shitty B-movie from the 80s. Terrible. Has Bruce Campbell, who admittedly is doing, he did his best to carry it, but also apparently died in the first scene. Isn't so, there a podcast coming out that one of our, that a friends yes, of the cast uh, yeah. are doing? Yeah, the, yeah, let's plug it, actually. Let's That's, do it. <laughs> this, was, this was intentional. Uh, no, Nate and Tyler, uh, formerly of Anamorphing Time fame, are now we've doing- We've had think, them on. We've had them it on. It was a great episode. 
we will probably have them on again. About yeah, what you mean. I'd love to. I'm probably just going to DM Tyler and be like, yo, do you guys want to do another episode? Um, <laughs> but yeah, they uh, they finished all the Animorphs books. And well, it's hard to do an Animorphs podcast without Animorphs content. I mean, I know it's should be hard to do a Doug podcast without talking about Doug, and we've made it work, but different strokes for different folks. Uh, <laughs> and they are now making, I think it's just Bruce Campbell podcast, what they're calling it. Uh, it hasn't officially released a first episode follow yet. Follow him on Twitter, though. Follow him on Twitter. It is good. They're just posting a lot of Bruce Campbell content, and if you don't who want... Love, who doesn't love Bruce Campbell, you know? Yeah, at Bruce C. Pod on Twitter. Shout out to them. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm scrolling through. This is a good feed. I gotta be more active on Twitter from the Doug Zones account. It's been a while. Uh, yeah. I haven't been... My brain is broken in a new way now, I think. Like, tweets yeah. don't just come to me anymore. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've evolved past Twitter. I do have to... Sometimes... Like something terrible will will occur, and I'll be like, "Ooh, I could probably I could work that into an alt tweet if I took a second. But yeah, no, I my mind has been. I've been posting like almost none on social media, like at all. Uh, sorry yeah. about that, by the way, everyone. But <laughs> this week, this will be the week that we post to the Instagram and the TikTok. So follow us. We promise. Um... <laughs> probably not. But <laughs> just going to be honest, got a lot going on this week, but nothing yeah. fun, unfortunately. Yeah, I've been the same way. Well, at least I'm not making like original, like I'm not tweeting jokes. Like on Instagram, I'm still doing my thing. If you follow my Instagram, you will see memes on your timeline every day. I'll put them up. I post them to my story. I even, I'll even make some original content as I did with Gorbachev mm-hmm. for his passing. Uh, and of course... Very special holidays coming up on Sunday, so stay on the lookout for more original artwork for me. It is crazy that nine eleven is generally what it takes for me to get my my creative juices flowing, and I'm like, let's make something that looks like a bad '80s infomercial, but make it about Bush doing nine eleven. <laughs> anyway, um, all that said, I don't remember where I was going with this one. Uh, uh, but Bruce Campbell's in this movie. Yeah, oh yes, Bruce Campbell's in this movie. Kind of Campbell podcast a little bit. Yeah, he's he's in it very briefly. Eventually, I'm sure that the good folks over at Bruce Campbell podcast will discuss Congo because I think that it is literally every movie with Bruce Campbell is what they plan to cover. Perfect. You know, I might I might text Tyler now and be like, "You should have us on the Congo, Congo episode, episode. <laughs> in four years." Uh. When both of us have, we've we've moved, we've changed our names after going to like witness protection. Uh, I can't wait. Or we'll come out of witness protection just to do the uh, the Congo <laughs> and then move once more. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, but I'm, I'm I've been in a similar boat. I I haven't been in a tweet kind of mental illness in a while now. No, it's refreshing. Yeah. No, it's oh goodness. I'm sorry. I'm just, uh, I'm also sleeping more, uh, which is strange. Uh, I am too. Something yeah. about having 8 a.m. really makes you yeah, go I, to bed at like 10. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. Especially like I finished like all my homework for last week on like Monday night. And so then for the rest of the week, I would just sort of like sit around and you know, I could, I'd like scroll through the internet. I'd play video games for a couple hours, but then I just sort of get bored. So I'd go to sleep at like 11 o'clock or midnight. 
realistically slightly after midnight because as our discord members know i I do do the wordles pretty much immediately after midnight but (laughs) i'd I'd go to sleep pretty quickly uh which is new for me i just need an adderall prescription Ooh, it it certainly helped me uh (laughs) let me tell you i have been on fire these last this last week yeah that sounds nice yeah no i'm a big fan i i sit down and i do my homework i've tried this paper about shark tales and I'm just like like the Will Smith movie. Yeah. Okay. What do you intend to do with this paper? Uh, it's applying criminology to Shark Tale. <laughs> All right. I mean, I unfortunately that is doable. Because yeah. No. Shark it is. Tale tries to be a lot of things, and for some reason they decided the that like the movie is part of it. Yeah, they decided that a Ramora with a gambling addiction was like the most compelling protagonist mm-hmm. they could think of. Yeah, so it's a paper as if Oscar, the main character, was killed. And, <laughs> and you you're examining what led him to it? Yeah, we're examining. It can be It can be suicide, I think, which <laughs> might be a compelling case. I can't believe that Oscar committed suicide by shark. Um, <laughs> he swims up to him yelling, bite me. Um Suicide by cop is a crazy thing. That's how I plan to go out, I think. I think it's powerful. Yeah. Uh, they won't shoot you because you're white? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, please, shoot please, me, shoot please. me. And they're like, get, Yeah, they like tase me and maybe just like out of obligation, they kick me in the stomach like once. Yeah. Uh, and then like, all right, well, you've learned your lesson. We'll drop you off at your home. What's your address? Uh, as I'm just in the back, like, no, you don't understand. Please. Please kill <laughs> me. Please. Um, I Shark Tale is a great movie. Uh, well, it's not a great movie. It's a terrible movie. But it is great that it is the only voice acting credit Martin Scorsese has ever had. It's crazy. That someone got him to do Shark Tale, and then Shark Tale came out, and he went, oh, wait a minute. What was I thinking? And then never yeah. decided to never lend his beautiful his flowing voice to anyone else maybe i'll uh, do a discord movie night for shark tale i'd, I'd be down uh hmm. izzy tried to get a movie night going a couple on, days ago it's on peacock will peacock let me stream i think Pe- peacock should let you scream it's not like it's not like they have anything to be particularly protective of like if shark tale is on your platform i feel like you should let people yeah. stream yeah i hope so we'll figure it out and let's let's take a look at the Rotten Tomatoes for Shark Tale. I like that the 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 top Shark Tale uh, like like the people also ask. We have is Shark Tale based off The Godfather? Is there a Shark Tale too? Is Shark Tale a Disney movie? And then my personal favorite was Shark Tales flop? Question uh, mark. Um, I like is Oscar from Shark Tale black. <laughs> <laughs> The people want to know. Uh, fish. Yeah, I was gonna say the answer is no. He's yellow, blue, and green mostly. Um, I mean, he is he is voiced by oh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes won't let me proceed without disabling my ad blocker. Oh wait, no, here we go. Dang. Hmm. Wow. I like the. You know how usually like the critics consensus they have like a little thing like it makes some like a snappy joke of some kind uh for for the shark tales critics consensus it just says derivative and full of pop culture and jokes and that's it 
They did not wow. feel the need to like add any filler to that review. They're like, no, nah, that's all we need to know. Uh, hmm. Now I'm just scrolling through. Let's see if no, the critics don't really have much to say anything, much interesting to say about this. Uh, yeah, there's not there's not a lot going on. <laughs> Mark Salvov said, uh, "Those in the audience with more refined tastes may find themselves looking at their watches and wondering when Brad Bird's The Incredibles is due in theaters." Which wow. is really funny. The idea of being like an animated kids movie snob, like, "Oh, you watch Shark Tale?" Yeah, that's, I that's like cute. that. I'm watching oh. Ratatouille tomorrow, like an intellectual. Like it is Spence. true. Objectively, The Incredibles is a better movie, but Brad it's also is also a killer movie. Yeah, it's so funny that all of Brad Bird's movies are like evil libertarianism, but they're also like the best Pixar movies. Um, is did Brad Bird get me too, or was it John Lasseter? Hang on, uh, Brad Bird. <laughs> I'm under the the parents' guide for Shark Tale. Okay. Oh, yes. That gold mine. What have we got? Angelina Jolie's character, kind of weird and seductive. <laughs> They're not wrong. She is kind of weird and seductive. Brief <laughs> scenes of fish makeout. You can't a fish accidentally okay. flips a switch and soap shoots out onto a whale at the whale wash. He is okay after that. Wait, what is that one under? Violence and gore. <laughs> Hell yes. Will gets tied up by two jellyfish people and torture him by electrocuting him. Not realistic. <laughs> I also like that they refer to him as Will. Uh, so they're just like, yeah, it's Will Smith. We all know who we're talking about here. We it's all know. We it's all the know. fish that has Will Smith's face. face. Goodness. Hmm. Under frightening and intense scenes, the Will Smith fish looks horrifying. <laughs> also true. It's awesome to like do little bits in the like the parents guide for yeah, a movie. Yeah, I love it. Now I've uh so I typed Shark Tail into Google and then just went to the tenth page of results just to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. Um and I found parentpreviews.com. Oh. Uh no, I don't think Actually, I don't know if safe search is on. I doubt it. But like, usually I find Google won't like, usually you search something and you don't get like anything too crazy unless you explicitly say that's what you're looking for. Um, Like, you know, if I searched Sonic, I wouldn't get anything psychotic unless I added like inflation. Uh, Okay, hang on. I'm I'm trying to see if there's any psychotic stuff. Parentspreviews.org, a shark tale parent guide. What entices big names like Robert De Niro, Jack Black, Renee Zellweger, and Will Smith to lend their voices to cartoon characters? Maybe it's the lack of makeup sessions or costume fittings, the slim chance of personal injury, or the ability to focus entirely on the lines. Whatever the reason, Shark Tale is full of great voices. It is also loaded with stereotypical characters. Uh, Let's see. So Oscar is a colorful hip-hopping fish residing in the bottom of the reef. He works at a whale wash when he manages to show up, but spends most of his time longingly eyeing the penthouse at the top of the coral, convinced his life won't be any good until he's up there. He desperately wants to make a name for himself. Uh, so let's see. I sort very of... quickly found Lola drawn with human titties. Like Lola Bunny? No, Lola the fish from oh, Shark Oh, right, Tale. I forgot that Lola's the fish. Damn. That's the, that's the weird seductive one. Right, hang on. Send this to me on the Discord, uh, just so we can... 
the listeners can photoshopped on the cleavage. Yeah, so the lo- that, that way the listeners can imagine reacting to this alongside me. Um, ooh, <laughs> that's so much funnier. Yeah. So yeah, you said drawn. This no, is not, not drawn like photoshopped, like copy this and is, pasted. This is a- oh, and then I found weird. Trying to figure out what's like, going on in the cosplays. Yeah, I, I guess that one was to be expected. Um, it's Lola specifically in this one. Like, it's the yeah. weird treatment. Hmm, okay. Yeah. However, the scene of electrocution, the killing of a shark and a shrimp snack for sharks, may give parents reasons to reel in the line before letting their littlest guppies fall hook, line, and sinker for this whale of a tail is the ending. They wow. really... That's a single they sentence. And our author, let's see who our author is, Carrie Bennett, she went ham in the last sentence. There is not a single fish pun for the rest of the movie. What? I mean, for the rest of the review. What? And she just dumped all of that right there. Commit to the bit. Commit to the bit. Yeah, so, hmm. Yeah, I'm reading through it. What? Uh, but I'm going to talk about, like, concentric zones and stuff. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting. I like the idea of like talking about redlining uh, in the coral reef. Um, just sort of like taking any any social issues and just being like, we need to address this in the coral reef of Shark Tale. Uh, let's see, what else do we have going on? Shark Tale. Parentpreviews.com is a pretty banging movie. I mean, pretty banging website. Let's see what their latest reviews are. Uh, the Skeleton's Compass, Ivy and Bean, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Okay, they're not... I have never heard of any of these movies. What is Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul? Yeah, let's find out. Their overall grade they gave it was a C-. minus. Hmm. Let's see. A satirical documentary. Oh. Interesting. So like a Jesus camp situation? So let's see. Yeah, so it it's supposed to show this fake character who used to offer... I mean, who used to run like a giant mega church and get a bunch of money but when he became embroiled in a sex scandal with some of his longer younger parishioners they were forced to shut down their doors and focus on their legal problems interesting settlement in sight trinity and lee curtis are preparing for a miraculous easter reopening one which will restore their authority in the community and their primary source of income lee curtis is so confident in their looming success that he has allowed a documentary crew to follow the preparations hoping the film will draw even more positive attention to his church Trinity, on the other hand, has some significant concerns about what the cameras might see and how it will affect their former congregation. Okay, so it's it seems to be like it's like Spinal Tap, but for mega church pastors. Interesting. Um, which honestly isn't a terrible concept. Uh, it doesn't look good. It's rated R, so it's funny that it's on like a parent site. Yeah, it seems like they're just a little. They seem to be just a little, like, wary of praising any movie that's, like, making fun of a pastor. Um, let's see. Surprisingly nuanced performances from Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown, the film would function much better as a drama, but it's unwilling to wade deep enough into the inherent hypocrisy of its characters to succeed in that genre either. Um, so, yeah, they're saying it's going to be a tough sell for family audiences. It isn't inherently critical of religion or anything, but there's a good deal of profanity It's not going to win over the church-going audience. Um, Don't think they're trying. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't look like that's what it's... Let's take a... Let's 
Let's see what everybody else is saying about Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Yeah, it's currently in theaters. Mm-hmm. Audience reviews on 5. Google. 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, on Google, the audience review I have, I did not like it at all. Don't waste your time unless you have absolutely nothing to do. Even then, I would chose to go to sleep. I would chose to go to sleep. I've been there, man. Let's see. Rotten Tomatoes is a little kinder to it than IMDb is, it looks like. Uh, 73% from critics and 25% from audiences. So, ouch. Uh, has some broad targets, but refuses to take cheap shots at them. Instead, offering a pointed, well-acted satire of organized religion. It seems like, though, a lot of people are mad about the the religious part of it. Yeah, and... Yeah, I feel like it is definitely, it would definitely be pretty easy to, like, megachurch pastors in particular are very easy to satirize, right? Yeah, so, they're so easy. And I think that might be the problem. My assumption with these writers, assuming that they had, like, genuine passion for it, is that they just sort of were trying to avoid making all of the easiest jokes, and so they just sort of ended up not making any jokes other yeah. than, like, isn't it silly that there's a pastor? Uh it's not silly seen... that he's a pastor who has sex. Yeah, they, they never do that. Oh, let's nope. see what Parent Famously. Previews has to say about 3,000 Years of Longing. Uh, let's see, which was directed by the same guy who did Mad Max, as we... I, I think it was us that covered that. Very literary film, pulled mostly through narrations as a series of tales, either by the djinn or by Aletha herself. The stories are sometimes clearly cautionary. Others are examples of downright bad luck, and still others are more enigmatic. What ties them together is a sharp visual style and strong performances from the lead cast. Uh, so she seems to like it, uh, but does agree that it's it's not for children. Uh. <laughs> they s- cast a Paralympic swimmer as unsettling man. Oh, man. What was this? Was this... 3,000 3, years, years of longing. That's pretty brutal. Um, ouch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do like, so she goes, although there's only one major example of profanity in the film, and hardly any violence, there is rather a lot of female nudity, uh, which I guess is a fair thing to point out, but that's just a very funny way to phrase it. Uh, let's see. This guy is responsible for the entirety of the Mad Max franchise. The film shows an incredibly wide range of skills and proves that he is not limited to the high-octane, punchy wasteland action we've seen in his better-known works. While mm. 3,000 Years of Longing is not perfect, it is remarkably captivating. It's rare to find a movie that has such a clear idea of what it wants to be, even if it doesn't quite make it all the time. Um, it sounds like a porn. Yeah. like a, Not a porn, but like a middle-aged woman's romance book. Well, I mean, it stars Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba. Like, that is the most, like, middle-aged romance book movie you're ever going to get. Because Tilda Swinton is the most... She is just the most white woman. Like, that's -hmm. that's what she is. Uh, Which is fine. You're allowed to be a white woman. Uh, Some of our our other podcasts in our sphere might not agree with that, but I'm putting my foot down and saying it. White women, you're allowed. But you're on in ice uh but anyway uh and then you know idris elba is just a very handsome man so if it's like what if idris elba had to do what you told him uh yeah i can see how that would become a i can see how that would take the turn that it seems to have 
very quickly. Yeah. But let's... So back to this video about oh, Congo. Right, yeah. huh? right, Congo. So he oh, makes monkey hey, noises for the first 30 seconds. And yeah, you thought that wasn't funny. Just wait until you keep watching the rest of the video. It's um, pretty rough. The next bit, directly after, is uh, a joke referencing the beginning of The Lion King, except the words are, Nya, this movie sucks. And the uh, joke you should there get a is refund. That... Go see Toy Story next time. And the joke there is that this movie also takes place on the continent of Africa. Not the savannah. Nope. Just, it's not even really about... It's about one animal, you know? Yeah, it's about a single animal, notably not What's a lion. humans? Yeah, it just seems that Doug was like, what is, what's the first joke I can think that revolves around Africa that isn't... For, to his credit, he doesn't say anything incredibly racist. Uh, that is one. good. There's a couple questionable lines, but nothing too bad. No. I think. Um, too bad race-wise. Yeah. Uh, other touchy subjects? Well, we'll... Mm. Yeah, I want to make it clear. I, I did not enjoy this. Yeah, it's this was a bad video. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we get that. There's the... He, he introduces us to our characters. Bruce Campbell shows up in the forest, uh, immediately seems to get his eye pulled off and killed. Um, and then we talk about, we get Doug's favorite recurring bit, which is like a tickle me monkey doll that says sexual mm -hmm. things. Yeah. I didn't like this. Yeah. He's like, what if a children's toy wanted to be sexually abused? And you're like, oh, great, Doug. What an awesome bit. Doug, this is so cool. Yeah. It got weird, like really, really weird. And then he mentioned like golden showers. Like it got specific. Yeah. Yeah, it's I didn't like it. It was very bad. And then the worst thing about the video is that it's pretty pretty much standard affair until the very end when the doll comes back and requests more depraved sex acts be performed upon it. And then the, the video just ends. Like in between that it's really just him like calling Tim Curry gay a couple times. Yeah, it's not it's not good. Yeah, which is also strange cuz this is far from the gayest role Tim Curry has played. Um and I don't know. It seemed not only was it a lazy joke, it seemed to be a misplaced one. Like I didn't look at Tim Curry in this movie and think like, ah, here's a gay icon. But yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Did it, did anything else stand out to you in this video other than the aforementioned bit that we didn't like? Um, in the actual movie, the audio of the monkey's voice is bad. Yeah, it is pretty sick. the The movie itself is bad. Uh, I liked that in the climax the cool gorilla like makes a laser somehow. I didn't see exactly how. And then blasts all of the other gorillas, which yeah, their costumes are really bad. Yeah. Uh, They're rough. I also like that, that scene with the laser and like just the shitty, the, just some of the worst special effects you've ever seen. Doug's like, okay, this is the one cool part of the movie. And you're like, no, it, it isn't. This is, this looks bad, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking on the IMDb Parents Guide for 3,000 Years of Longing. Uh, oh, ooh, actually, yeah, let's check Congo. Let's see yeah, if it even has anything. Um, let's see. Yes, it does. Oh, boy. What have we got? Uh, a leech attacks a man somewhere in his groin area. Others, <laughs> including a woman, tease him by asking if he needs help removing it. He removes it himself. The scene is not sensual. No nudity is shown. 
African native women are shown shirtless in the crowd. Their breasts are partially covered by necklaces they are wearing, although you can see their nipples and most of their breasts. As a side, yeah, no, if you're wearing a necklace but otherwise topless, you are yeah. topless. This is yeah. a side note. That is just so funny to be like, yeah, completely exposed. But they're also wearing a necklace with some beads on it, so not entirely naked. Uh, Mild sexual reference. Man says it's mating season for monkeys, and then you can hear monkeys screaming in the background. I don't know if I would call that a sexual reference. It feels a little weird. A gorilla charges a group with a severed human head. It throws it at them and it hits them. We see a glimpse of the very bloody head on the floor and some of them have blood splatter on them. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I get That one does belong on here. Yeah. I'll give them that one. <laughs> um, um, there's a lot of gorillas beating people up. Many gorillas are shots with bullets or a laser beam in several scenes. <laughs> Sometimes they splurt, spurt blood out of their wounds and as they jerk their bodies. In a scene, we get a glimpse of a gorilla with a severed hand. Many gorillas are killed in a volcanic eruption scene. Many mutated corpses and skeletons. Many gorillas in the movie had monstrous slash hideous appearance. And several shootouts and other milder violences. Hmm. One instance of fuck, 15 or so uses of shit, and many good other PG-13 profanities, including one use of stop eating my sesame cake. Yeah, I wasn't sure what was going on with that one. Is that, is this some innuendo that we've missed? I like. Are we just too young to catch this? One? I don't want to look it up. I don't want to look it up either. I'll do it. Hang on, I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna open an incognito tab on my phone, and we're gonna find out together what and this they, means. They smoke cigars and cigarettes. Stop eating. I feel dirty typing it in. It's probably nothing. They were probably trying to make a joke. They were probably doing yeah. a bit in the parents' guide. All I'm getting is the the Congo line. I guess that's it then. Yeah, but it's apparently an iconic line. Uh, ah, knowyourmeme.com has a mm. page on it. Let's take a look. It's status. Okay. Before the adventure starts, they are captured by the Congolese government. Something is not... I see. Yeah, so it's it looks like it's just something that has been parodied. I'm not sure why that's under sexual references. Uh, I'm going back down the rabbit hole of just parents' guides for for movies. Um, it's, a, it's a good rabbit hole, to be fair. It's a good rabbit hole. It's not great for radio, but it no, is it's fun not. in general. Um, agreed, agreed. Hang on, let's see. The Mothman Prophecies is recommended for me. So let's see what they've got. Uh, I've heard that that was a mid movie. Yeah, I've I've heard not great things about it, but eventually I'm sure I'll check it out just because of my. I feel a sense of I I I don't want to gatekeep Mothman, but also West Coast people. What are you doing? You guys have Bigfoot. Let me have something. You know, I think a lot of people got onto the Mothman hype train right as it was building up, and I've been a fan since day one. Because the people that want to fuck Mothman. Yeah, those those people are a little gross. Um, it's particularly interesting considering. Don't that, fuck Mothman. Appreciate Mothman. Don't fuck Mothman. Appreciate him. He used to be loved, but not in that sense. To and be cherished. cherished. Yeah, he used to be cherished. Uh, <laughs> and whispered tenderly to as you. No, wait, hang on. Uh, <laughs> I. But yeah, it is strange, especially considering that there's still like you know debate on 
the Mothman's actual proportions. Like a lot of people picture like the little headless thing. He has the wings. Yeah. Some other depictions have shown him with a head. Uh, some of them, he's not furry. He's just got like scales. Uh, of course, we all know the classic, the the agreed upon one. But I'm just saying there's there's some contention yeah. about the physiology of Mothman. So hold where do you weigh in on this? I, I mean, I like the classic build. Uh, I think it's, you can't beat it. There's a reason that it's the one that everybody knows. I don't know how accurate it is. I've read a surprising number of original Mothman accounts. Like, you know, the uh, pretty much all the statements that I could find I have read. Uh, but I don't know. I actually, I flip back and forth on Mothman in general, like what it is. Pretty much the only thing I know is that it absolutely was not a crane. Like the statement that I Yeah, like, no, that's so stupid. Like, well, it's definitely not that. Do I think he was an alien? No. Uh, a demon? No, that I'm open to. You're uh, always open to the occult. I'm always, well, I wouldn't say I'm open to the occult. Um, well, you're open, open to, to the idea of the occult. Open to blaming things on the occult, yes. Yeah, open you, to the You love blaming the occult. Dude, and the best part, I've never been wrong once. I mean, name <laughs> one take I've had about, say, ritual sacrifices that... Everybody else has I said, mean, no, that's personally, insane. I can't, but yeah, I can't think of one thing. Uh, I can't think of several events, let's say <laughs> maybe two particularly notable ones that occurred yeah. toward the, the end of the 40s and kicked off the Cold War. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think another all of my... one that happened recently. Hang on, I'm not sure about that one, um... actually. Are we saying Astro World? Oh yeah, okay. Um, I was like, are we talking about Astro World or 9 11? Because oh boy, I've got thoughts on both. Oh yeah, yep, um, yep. one of them, admittedly. This year's VMAs. This year's VMAs. Yeah, listen to the Patreon for my thoughts on that one. Because let me tell you, I read a document that I wrote earlier that day and completely agreed with. Um, <laughs> that would be an awesome reveal. What would you do? That would be such a good reveal. If, like, I don't a, know what I would do. A couple years into the podcast, I'm like, by the way, I created Vigilant Citizen. This is my website. I have been updating it. I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> I think our podcast would get way more popular, but with the wrong kind of people. Yeah, it would definitely. we would definitely not have... The, yeah, because there would be an audience of like three or four people like me who read it because they're like, damn, this rocks. Uh, and then a bunch of people who read it because they're like, wow, he's finally addressing the homosexual agenda. And, literally now that's that's not an aspect of our audience that i want i think no i'm good i don't um, want a bunch of homophobes ideally yeah ideally we can avoid them if we have to have them i guess they, they can, can be stay. quiet yeah they can be quiet just sit there just listen download donate to the patreon and then say indoctrinate you. yeah um, let us, and then eventually join us yeah. Which is a become a new co-host of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll happen. If you're homophobic enough and you wait long enough, we'll have you on. Um, yeah. I like the, you, you know, the uh, the guy who does the videos about like meeting with Klansmen and like de-radicalizing them. Yeah. I like the idea of like giving a TED talk where it's like, I made, <laughs> I made a homophobe listen to my podcast. It didn't really change anything, but like. He listened. But he listened. That was pretty cool. He listened to two queer people talk for like a few hours. That's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) And then I like, anyway, my next slide. Now the bombing of Hiroshima and like this. (laughs) 
the uh, like security is like actively running towards the stage and I'm just talking as fast as I can to get it out. I'm like, no, no, it's a metaphor as well as a just microphone feedback. See, you don't understand when I say ritual sacrifice, <laughs> I don't mean ritual sacrifice. Like, clearly, none of you have ever read any occult writings. Obviously, that's not what I actually meant. It was a symbol of what I really meant. What do you mean that's not what you hired me to talk about? Uh, <laughs> this is my keynote, and goddamn, I'll give it the way I want to. And the camera pans around, and I'm at, like, a dare rally for elementary schoolers. Um, <laughs> There's only third graders in the audience. They're all just very confused. Um, I'm trying to remember. I did have... We had one or two. I know we've addressed this before, but we only had one or two people, like, come to give, like, addresses about, like, avoiding drugs and stuff. And I, I wish we had some more because it we sounds like they were always more. exciting. In Texas, they were always about sex. Yeah. They were never about drugs. I don't remember a single drug rally other than like Red Ribbon Week. Yeah, we didn't. I don't think we had any sex ones, actually. We had like. Ours were only sex. We had one or two like sex sting ones where they were like, don't take photos oh, yeah, of yourself. That was like middle school was prime. Yeah. And like, admittedly, we were 13. I'm glad that they were encouraging people not to like yeah. make child pornography. Literally. But also. Uh, you hate to be a child pornographer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> child space bar pornographer. And he's like, no, no, <laughs> I'm 13. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm taking pictures of consenting adults. I'm yeah. just 13. Oh, could you? Yeah, I was, well, I was imagining like, and like, oh, no, no, it's also children in the photos. But like, but, like, uh, <laughs> but you know, I'm 13. So like, I feel like it's all right. Um, all's fair, you know? What do you mean I'm under arrest? Uh, <laughs> what? That, that kind of libertarian guy is always weird. Like the ones who, because we talked about the age of consent ones, but there's also guys who like mm-hmm. specifically like their big crusade is like laws around like kids taking nude photos of themselves where they're like, look at this teenager who had his life ruined. And it's like, yeah, he probably shouldn't have had his life ruined for like taking a dirty picture in high school. Yeah. Also, but why the person? Yeah, exactly. But like there's. Why like is you one for revenge porn? No, no, but like I, I distinctly remember I there was like four or five of these think pieces like hit the web at the exact same time uh, a year or two ago, and I was like, these have to be written by the same guy because they were all about like this kid. He was a high school kid. He was like sixteen, uh, and like you know took a nude picture, received one from his girlfriend, and was arrested for uh, you know possession of child porn, basically. Uh, and yeah. it wasn't like a breakup. There wasn't like any revenge aspect of it. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. He and wasn't so, the one with the picture that got, he had a picture and that was the issue. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, okay. he, he, uh, he was arrested. I think he like got put on the sex offender registry and like, yeah, that's fucked up. Like that shouldn't have yeah. happened to him. But also it's very weird to be a 40 year old man. Who's like a big cause. Like the biggest thing you can think to do in the world is, is being let, like, let children take nudes. Yeah, exactly. It's like, buddy, it's all good. They'll figure it out. Like, if you yeah. want to, you know, maybe, like, contribute to a fund for a retrial for this guy specifically. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, go for it. I'm not going to tell you no. But also, like, you know, we're, we're, like, sending guns and money to so many evil countries in the world. And I'm a little more focused on that than it's, like, 17-year-olds can't take news. Well. Well, I don't care. Yeah, sorry. You know, in a year or two, they'll be fine. Like, it's Okay. Yeah, I made it through high school just fine, you know. Like, but I don't know. It's a it's a very weird kind of guy where I'm always like, what, what led to this? Be I know what led to this being your your mm-hmm. big cause. Yeah, but 
ignoring the obvious answer. How did this come to be your your big issue, man? But mm-hmm. anyway, do you have any more thoughts on? Oh wait, no, no, libertarians are so fucking stupid. Yeah, they they really do suck. Uh, it's like it's all the things that sound good if you just hear about like two of them. Like if they just yeah. someone mentions it in passing, where they're like, "What if we didn't have to pay taxes?" And you're, and you're cool, like, "That sounds good." And they're like, "Yeah, that sounds I, great." I think we should decriminalize drugs too. And you're like, "Yeah, I agree yeah, with that actually, absolutely." And then you hear any deeper beliefs that they have, and you're like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, and then like, and the corporations will just like handle everything because there will be a profit incentive too. It's like, what? No, there's not no. a profit incentive to do it's any of the things that we need not. them to do. <laughs> like, yeah, look at all these other places that have coll- where the governments have collapsed, and then like corporations have stepped in. I mean, famously, yeah, it's it hasn't gone badly. Good. Yeah, it's like this has just been—it's a paradise. Uh, like, I don't necessarily agree with that Mm -hmm. uh damn how bad are libertarians everybody it's just like none of them think past the point where the government doesn't have control yeah and like well i want to be left alone so clearly coca-cola should be able to dictate like traffic laws yeah this is not a a strange place for my conclusion to come to um and then of course they have the i guess like libertarians and and caps are a little better about like at least they i don't know they're kind of they it seems to be just as much of a blind spot as like left anarchists where a lot of them don't realize how authoritarian they all are you know yeah the the classic like the capitol hill autonomous zone where they they like immediately made a police force and like executed several unarmed teenagers Mm -hmm. i was like oh cool good to see that this is this is portland's greatest minds uh but uh, on the other end of things, you know, like ANCAPs at least are willing to admit like, yeah, I think if a corporation's private security force wants to execute me for trespassing, they should be allowed to do that. It's like, well, I guess at least, at least they acknowledge. you know the issue and you're like, no, it's not an issue. Yeah, it's yeah. Instead of them being like, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, that simply would not happen. Ignore the time that it happened. It's okay. Um, oh, no, I would never be a tanky. Absolutely not. Anyway, I'm going to go... Form my woke border patrol. Uh, (laughs) But, oh well. Let's see, Congo. Let's see, the monkey makes a laser beam. Uh, Yeah, there's really nothing else to talk about here. Uh, Good lord, the the bit at the end goes on for too long. All right. um, I'm scrolling through the comments now. Hmm. Wow, this is apparently the tickle Amy thing was in reference to Coco the gorilla, and Robin Williams used to tell a joke about when he visited her, she kept asking him to tickle her and tried to get him to go with her to her sleeping area. Robin, not your best material. I'm not sure no. where he was going with that one. <laughs> just Weird. Imagine, you know, famously, apparently the way that they got Robin Williams to voice the genie in Aladdin was uh, they animated some of his stand-up. And I'm just imagining them, like, the genie's <laughs> just there, and he's like, Coco the gorilla wanted to fuck me! Uh, and it's the genie saying it, and Robin Williams was like, yes, I will be in this movie. I will 100% uh, They understand my greatest material. Okay, apparently Congo is a book... I, now I get... He referenced Michael Crichton novels. Uh, Michael Crichton, famously, the author of Jurassic Park. Uh... Apparently, this is based off of a Michael Crichton novel. Uh, And like, you know, Jurassic Park, I think we're all willing to say probably 
the better of the two adaptations. Yeah, I would um, say so, personally. <laughs> considering that one of them is a, a classic that is, even if you don't care that much about the plot, like the special effects do truly hold up to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Steven Spielberg, the Dome of Silence aside, the man can make a movie, or at least he used to be able to. Yeah. Now, I don't think, does he even direct anymore? Or does he just sort of like it? I think he do executive nothing. produces. Yeah, as you say, or does he just sort of like do nothing and then take half of the studio, like the movie's money because he produced it? Uh, I think it's mostly that second one. What's the most recent thing he's done? In Let's my mind, out. producers don't do anything. Like they don't even contribute money towards it. They just steal money. And I'm pretty sure that's not what's actually the case, but that's how it feels to me. Hmm, this guy just wrote like an essay about Michael Crichton's novels and their various film adaptations. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, lots of sesame seed cake jokes in the comments here. The sign I'm language sure. and voice thing actually exists today. It turns sign language into speech. Yo. What have we got on Steven Spielberg's latest production credits? A lot of producing. Yeah. Any Any notable titles? So much producing. Um, the 2021 West Side Story. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, a bunch of the Animaniacs episodes. (laughs) I guess I guess the Jurassic Park ones make sense, considering that he like directed the uh, yeah the original ones. I'm trying to find any director's credits. Making a new Indiana Jones movie. I opened his IMDb page and I just got an all about. Indiana Jones 5. Good lord. They're making a new Indiana Jones movie. Oh, I think he directed the 2021 West Side Story. Oh, he directed it. Interesting. I thought he was just a producer. Much to consider. Yeah, the new West Side Story he did. He's producing a remake of The Color Purple next year. And it transforms... I don't know what The Fablemans is, but... Me neither. Uh, let's see. He's producing Gremlins three, apparently, uh, as well as untitled third Tintin film. Which oh boy, there was I'm excited a second Tintin film. Apparently, I didn't realize there was a first. I uh, know about the first one. I saw the first one. Was it good? It was fine. I saw it with my grandparents. Was it was it uh, racist in a way that was accurate to the source material, or did the, the woke no. moralists? Uh, the woke moralists got to it first, unfortunately. <laughs> Cancel culture these days. You can't know. show all of like the weird and insanely racist views that French people in the 30s had about other cultures. Uh, yeah, just French people in the 30s, not French people any other time period. Yeah. yeah, French people famously, no no bad takes on race or the age of consent uh, that are a little more recent. I can't think of any of them. I can't think of anything, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry, I still can't get over the fact that they're making a fifth Indiana Jones movie. Oh, yeah. Harrison Ford looks miserable in this promotion. He's so old. How? There's no way. Wait, let's see. When was Harrison Ford born? Let's take a look. Uh, 1942. Yeah, let him let him retire. Please. He's 80 years old. He doesn't have... He shouldn't have to do this anymore. Let him be free. Uh... As a side note, it is always very funny that, like, Harrison Ford in particular, like, I think Mark Hamill, I think, is just good at just not caring. He will just take a paycheck and be in pretty much anything. Mark Hamill's great. Yeah. 
which to be clear that I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I'm saying like yeah. he, he just, I, he approaches he every role from what he does. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. I'll be the Joker. I will be the best Joker ever made. Uh, so good. And like, you know, even though he had problems with the last Jedi, he like went along with it. Whereas like Harrison Bo- Ford can't even be like bothered to like smile throughout the entirety of the mm-hmm. force awakens. Like he looks like they are pointing a gun at him every single moment he's on camera. <laughs> And I respect that. Yeah. I do too. The unabashed just not wanting to be there. Yeah, he's like, I just I, I only came here I'm because so they promised tired. to kill me. Yeah, the fact that Harrison Ford wanted to be killed at the end of the Empire Strikes Back and is still just getting like dragged back into it as late as like the two thousand tens. It is it's a haunting, haunting way for his story really to is. end. Um, hmm. wish him the best <laughs> wish him the best I hope he doesn't get stabbed by Adam Driver in real life uh, that'd be a crazy turn of events Adam Driver just takes a he just gets a sword and runs it through him uh, well crazier things have happened like the news earlier today I mean I still can't believe I it mean, myself I'm in shock, I'm in shock. <laughs> glad that we're on the same page on that one um like i don't know if i can even talk about it in words that will encapsulate how i really feel about the situation yeah i mean you know i i promised people i wouldn't take too much time talking about it but it is worth noting just how upsetting it is i really don't think it's if there's anything i know about this comedy podcast it's that we know the subjects that are too heavy for us to handle Mm, Uh, so we just we're gonna stay away from this one this might be one of them I, if something bad happens tomorrow, I, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I've got to release the episode still. Yeah, but I'm just like imagining but, like it, like a passenger plane just like falls out of the sky and kills like 10,000 people because it lands in like a crowded stadium or something. And then the first thing people hear about it is just the Dugs are going like, whew, you see the news? <laughs> Crazy. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen, but oh boy, if it does, it'll be pretty funny. Um, <laughs> oh, have you been following whatever's going on with Don't Worry, Darling? No. It's this new movie that Florence Pugh is in, uh, and Olivia Wilde, I think, is directing it, but they seem to just, it looks like they hate each other, because like Florence Pugh is oh. not going to any, she's not going to like any promotional things. I think she's going to do one interview and photo shoot, and that is it. Wow. Yeah, it stars her and Harry Styles. It visually, it looks like it will be interesting. Uh, thematically, it looks like the theme is going to be, "Damn, it sure sucked to be a housewife in the 1950s." Uh, which hot take? Yeah, which yeah, I I agree, but also like, it's weird. It's weird how many movies there are where like the point of them is like, you know, who really had it bad in the 1950s? Straight white women. And you're like, yeah, yeah they really were the most oppressed group. Famously. Uh, I mean, you know, it's Handmaid's Tale Syndrome, right? Where it's like, damn, could you imagine if we were the bottom of the ladder and not mostly the top? Be pretty rough. rough. Yikes. Could you imagine? Uh, (laughs) But anyway, it looks like the sort of thing that I would see if it was being made, but I'm not sure it's entirely, it's even like going to get released because they were apparently like walking off set. There's something about like Olivia Wilde, I think, having an affair with Harry Styles. I've only like half read articles about it, but oh, it seems to be very strange. Uh, 
Oh, hang on. Mr. X, two years ago, comments, Bro, the voices Doug does are hilarious. I've been on a Nostalgia Critic marathon, and they all hella funny, even the old ones. They aren't. They aren't. But, you know, I'm glad I'm glad some people's getting enjoyment out of it. We need Tim Curry month, says Vokta. And that I agree with, actually. Yeah. Doug's done. We'll do a palate cleanser. We won't watch Doug videos. We'll just watch different movies that Tim Curry was in. Uh, I would love to just... Imagine if we were just a movie-watching podcast. That'd be, if only. I wish that. That'd be such a good life. I wish that our bosses would let us just watch movies instead of these. But yeah, the people, the people refuse to let us do that. Mm -hmm. We should, we should watch like a movie for the next non-Doug Zone on the Patreon, though. Give ourselves a break. Uh, Although this one, I heard Shark Tale's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to do Shark Tale next week? I don't care. Yeah, we'll do Shark Tale next week. So yeah, subscribe to the Patreon for a uh, more Shark Tale content. for more Shark Tale content. Next week we're gonna watch Shark Tale, and you better believe I'm gonna go in on it. I don't think I have ever seen Shark Tale all the way through. Have you not? No, it's a crazy movie. Like if I have seen it, it was like when I was ten. Like I remember all I remember it's what about people it. People think the B movie is. Yeah, I just remember like the only thing I remember about it. Funnily enough, we we made fun of the people talking about like the electrocution. Uh, and being uh-huh. scary the only thing i remember is the shot of the two jellyfish like smiling evilly as the screen goes black and lightning crackles around them um and it's i wasn't crazy, like i wasn't like scared one. by it but even at that age i was like i don't think this should be in this movie this feels weird like, I was like this is strangely ominous for a children's movie about will smith uh anyway honestly yeah Strange movie. So we'll watch that this this week on the Patreon. Let's, let's uh, segue into yeah. a, a plug. This week on the Patreon, we watched the uh, the classic YouTube channel. I'm sure you guys have all seen it floating <laughs> around. Charisma on Command. where I have some stuff to say about this Oh one. yeah, we've all got some takes. Charisma on Command, just a little preview, my first thought on him. It is so funny that like, I've, I think the first time I saw one of his videos, I like accidentally clicked on it. Um... And just sort of like got distracted scrolling through the comments. And so like I had watched through the entirety of the video well, or at least it had played. And then for like the next six months, that was all that I got in my YouTube recommended. I'm so weird that this has ruined my YouTube recommended now. Yeah. And I, basically, I'm just glad that uh, in the three years it's been since that happened to me, uh, he still only talks about Jordan Peterson and men who have been cast in Marvel movies. Yes. Yes. He knows his audience, and I respect it. Anyway, for more of this conversation, you can join us on patreon.com slash the Doug Zone. It is the Doug Zone, right? Yes. Yeah, just search up Doug Zone Patreon. You'll find it. Uh, where we do, every week, we do a bonus episode, the non-Doug Zone, uh, in which we we discuss anything other than Doug. Yeah. Which is different from the free episodes, we promise, <laughs> which are rigorous in their Doug discussion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Doug Zone Cast and TikTok at The Doug Zone. As we mentioned and at the top more of the episode, oh, Doug Discussion, join the Discord. You can join our Discord. Uh, it's new people joining uh, pretty frequently, actually. We've had a couple new mm-hmm. people join lately. Uh, I'm not super active in there all the time. Uh, it depends on. Neither am I. But... Kind of, yeah, it depends on the day that both of us is having. But there's cool people in there. Uh, when people join, I try to say hello. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been a little less good about it lately. Uh, so sorry, new people who joined. Um, I'm glad you're here. Uh, we we do movie nights in the Discord. Uh, we might do one for Shark Tale for next week's Patreon yeah. episode. We will see. 
Uh, it's a good time all around in there. Uh, and then let me see what else. Oh, of course, you can follow us on your whatever platform you're listening to us on right now. Hit follow. Uh, download the episode. I don't remember what that does, but I think it does something good. Yeah. Uh, if there's a little rate or review, go ahead and do that for us. Give us a good one. Tell us your thoughts, uh, unless unless they're mean. Then just leave a five-star review and don't say anything. That's the If you want to truly hurt our feelings, leave a five-star review and don't say anything. It will mess with me. Yeah. We'll, we'll think about it forever. Uh, and uh, I think that's everything. Is there anything else? No, I think we're good. Actually, actually, before we... Just a Patreon plug, actually. How close are we to our, our first Patreon goal? I think we're getting there. I haven't oh, looked are we getting super there? recently. Uh, so it's possible I'm wrong. Uh, I think we're about halfway to our first goal. Uh, yeah, we're halfway to our first Patreon goal. Which I will release the LA Manuscript. Uh, which I will be honest, it is mostly finished. Uh, so I've got this one locked Incredible. and loaded. The moment you guys, the moment we hit that goal, we're going to drop it. Uh, so get in on the ground floor so you can listen to me go insane. And uh, I think that does it for our free episode. So hey, thank you for listening. And uh, as always, XOXO. Gossip Doug. <laughs>